What is going on, legendary humans? Ryan Magic here. Welcome back to the Ryan Magic Show. In this episode, I'm doing a solo episode on personal freedom, talking about the idea of giving yourself permission to live whatever life you want, just letting loose and and going after it all and exploring that topic. Bo's going to be here asking me questions, and we're going to be backing and forth and on this topic. I'm super pumped for this. Now, before I get into the episode, if you're someone that's an entrepreneur that wants to grow rapidly, make a ton more cash, do what you love and break through financially in business, send me a PM, DM on Instagram at the Ryan Magic, because uh, I'd love to support you to break through and see if there's any alignment there. That's my thing at the moment that I'm, I'm really driving and supporting people with and loving the most. So we'd love to support you with that. If that's where you're at and it feels aligned, hit me up. Cool, brother. What's the first question? Let's get into today's episode. So I want to talk deep into desires. So where do desires come from? I'm smirking because I feel like this is going to be a saucy chat. <laughs> <laughs> and I can see it on your face. Where does I, do desires come from? That's a great question. And one thing I've been exploring recently is using sex for healing. And I've been, one of my lovers is a professional uh, body worker. So helps support people uh, to deepen their relationship to sex and what that means with tantric practices and connection to spirit, but also using it for healing. And she's really helped me explore like different fetishes and scenarios and role plays and suggested that a lot of these desires that we have in sex come from our upbringing, come from like often related to the mother and the father and dynamics, things that we did and didn't receive when we were younger. And that if they have the chance to be explored and honored in their fullness and full permission to experience them as given, it can actually collapse the trauma or the wounding that's associated with them. So I'll give like a personal example. It's very personal with me. It was like a mother fantasy. It was like, I didn't know it was a mother. It was just like really nurturing. Like I wanted to have a situation where in a sexual experience where it was almost like I was just being molly coddled, nurtured, kind of like, come. <laughs> I'm just pre-framing some profanity here. So uh, like, come here and suck my breast and you know, fuck that pussy. This, yeah, you deserve the pleasure. It's kind of like, but from the perspective of like a motherly figure, she's like, the, this lady is like, the, oh, so you want me to be your mom? And I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> don't, don't be saying that. <laughs> it's exactly what it was, but I didn't really know that or name that. And so it was like, that's something that I was exploring a little bit and giving myself permission to go into to then see what came up. And um, I think just the acceptance of it so far has been here. I don't know, I've just gone straight into say she didn't even ask that. But it made me think about uh, where does that desire come from? That's obviously related to childhood in some way. Um, why do you want to know that? Why do you want to know where desires come from? I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't even really, I don't really. Yeah. So Bo's just asking like, you know, what, like, just curious where desires come from. I, I would say like the purpose of everything universally is to lead people to growth. So I see it in general as God 
slash the as a characterization of the universe holding a vision board on top of a mountain metaphorically speaking hand coming through the cloud just waving it at the top and you're walking at the top of the mountain seeing all your dreams everyone's different maybe it's someone on the vision board they're seeing them playing guitar on stage maybe someone else is seeing their art being witnessed by different people some people it's having a big property with animals and beautiful landscapes in nature maybe some people it's like a massive orgy and it's like whatever's on that vision board is is the universe's attempt at thrusting that person into the unknown because usually to obtain that thing there there requires some discomfort aka climbing the mountain and it's like the universe's way to pull us into the unknown under the pretense that our heart intuition and the universe is always wanting change wanting evolution and so i think desires are a reason or a way to create that create us to to grow and give us the opportunity to grow and evolve and i really see the two uh, desires of the heart being growth and love and i feel like desire is a way to meet both of those because usually it's edgy to honor our desires and it creates growth but it also is an act of love can be if it's coming from that place and uh yeah so that would be the stem so how do we know if where a desire is coming from if it's coming from love or lack i think digging deeper into it you pause in the moment and just if you ask yourself let's say for example you're like mm, i feel like cake and then going okay let's pause for a second what am i hoping that cake's going to give me it's like well, i want to feel warmth it's like okay so you want warmth uh this beautiful girl that i've started seeing recently has this like full model on different types of hunger i thought it was so interesting and i'll just name some of them i don't remember it fully but there's like emotional hunger where the in- intent of like having that having the the food is to block emotions uh there is nutritional hunger where the body is seeking and desiring certain foods that obtain that that have within it different nutrients that the body needs there's just straight out true hunger when someone needs energy to survive there's different types of hunger but we would just look at that just go i'm hungry i need to eat and so discerning like more specifically what's behind it can be supportive yeah, and what's driving it and then asking if there's like a more aligned way to achieve that same thing can be supportive um however the topic of desire that i'm trying to lead people down and give myself permission to do is just saying like it doesn't really matter if if there's a the, the biggest killer when it comes to desires is usually judgment, which leads to shame. And shame's like the lowest vibrational frequency and it cause, causes people to spiral. So what I'm suggesting with this topic and what I've been exploring myself is for someone that's incredibly self-critical, if I just give myself permission to engage in what my desires are without having to be perfect around it, even if it's objectively unhealthy, that I'm going to block the spiraling to shame well he's going to be an acceptance and acceptance is pretty high up the emotional frequency chart yeah so kind of shared there but you know what happens 
elsewhere. Yeah. Well, my experience, and I'd be curious for everyone to to check in with this question that Bo asked, which is what happens when we express uh, suppress a desire. I feel like life is just is is more limited, and I think most people aren't aware of their like true desires a lot of the time because because there's impulses and there's desires. There's like just to distinguish between the love and the lack. I feel like if it's a true desire and it re- resides in the heart, that it it's something that moves someone towards growth. And I spoke about this with drinking wine on the post the other day, that I stopped drinking wine. That I was never drinking wine. I stopped drinking alcohol when I was younger because I was using, uh, I started using it to support me socially. And then I realized that I'm not going to be able to actually become naturally socially confident if I'm using that, my using alcohol as as a way to numb the, that fear of and the shyness and whatnot. And so it was an act of love to say, no, I deserve to learn how to socialize without alcohol. And that was an act of love to stop drinking. But then it got to a point with where the rigidity was almost like a self-punishment tool. Not that I had like a massive strong desire to drink, but but it was like, why am I not drinking? And I judged people who dr- drunk as well. And so it was like some self-judgment and that self-judgment projected out onto other people. So it's that was coming from love in both cases, the choice to drink and the choice not to drink. And so I feel when something resides in the heart, it it has it helps us feel more love and helps us experience more growth. And when it comes from lack, it usually leads to more feeling of fear and and unsafety and less settling in the nervous, like being more unsettled in the nervous system. So what was the question? Oh, what's the effect of suppressing it? Yeah. So that's the suppressing the growth and the love. So for me, I spent so much of my life's punishing myself and so a lot of desires i had let's just say around pleasure i'm just going to use pleasure as the main thing because for me it was like anything that brought me joy i didn't feel like i deserved it so i used personal development and being my best self as a self-punishment tool to then limit joy in life so if i felt like having an ice cream out because we're having a beautiful time with friends and it's like oh that'd be what i would be thinking in my head oh, i want it but i shouldn't have it but why and i wouldn't have it and then i'd be in my head a lot about it and that was that was very much coming from fear i'm not good enough if i have the ice cream because i'm not being disciplined enough i'm not worthy enough and so that was leading to less love because it was an opportunity for a magic moment if it felt expansive sometimes i don't i don't actually feel like it but if i do being aware of that, being able to honor it, then being able to experience more love um, and also more growth for me based on the relevance of the fact that I usually supp- suppress my ability to receive pleasure. Um, same thing around sex. It's like, I don't deserve to, like if I create this list of prerequisites to being worthy of joy. Well, once I've done the work day, once I've hit this massive goal, once I've become rich, super fit, financially, like also like successful in business, 
awesome style, all these things, then I'm going to be good enough that the sort of woman I want to be with likes me enough that then I, I'm worthy enough to request sex as opposed to going, this is something that I love and I deserve to have what I love and what I desire. So I'm going to honor that. And so I'm going through life, missing out on love and missing out on, on growth because I'm suppressing these desires. Um, and so I think people miss out on a, on a lot of love. And if we think of just a stereotypical like person that's living a mediocre life, not to put down mundanity. Um, Danny was talking to me the other day about this book she started reading or this idea, which is uh, carry water, chop wood. And the whole book's about like falling in love with the simplicity. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of it, but just the idea of like fulfillment coming from one's capacity to enjoy basic shit. And, and I, I love that idea. I think that's beautiful. And on top of that, most people are, dis are, are so disconnected from what they really desire in the world. They don't give themselves permission to dream or they shut those dreams down and they shut a lot of other people's dreams down. And as a result, they're living a life oftentimes where they're just kind of accepted the reality that they're in, even though they don't like it. And it's so crazy how often I come across people who desire to have my support or are inspired by the idea that I, I have a good income doing what I really enjoy and not working much and having space to do other things that I love. And they're just like so inspired by it because they're like, I don't like my job. I don't like rocking up to the office, working in this cubicle, doing stuff that's not really meaningful for me. And I don't feel like I'm contributing that much and not getting paid that well and working so many hours and feeling exhausted under LED lighting. Joe Rogan talks about this a lot, just like people trapped in cages all day. And it's like, they don't give themselves permission to go after their desires to be successful in the world. On the same token, people in relationships just saying, this is what I have. This is just what I have to accept. And then, and being afraid to ask for what they want from their partner and, and people just being afraid to know that they're worthy of their desires, I think is, is a really big problem because it then gets suppressed out to the world. If someone's living in, in alignment with that, <laughs> just this idea of like every now and again, you might see someone that's really well and you be like, they really need to have some good sex. You look and, and people that are having regular good sex are so much happier and healthier and vibrant and radiant. And so it's like, that is almost, this is why I love the topic of sex because it's, it's the exaggerated material manifestation. It's like the most taboo, pleasurable. I think it's a metaphor for our self-worth in, in many ways, our capacity to the way that we show up with and around sex in and around sex is a really, it really shows us and tells, can tell us a lot about ourselves and other people. And so, yeah, I feel like when one honors their desires, they've got a lot more to give to the world and they bring a lot more love and joy to the world. I think they need to remove the judgment. I feel like being able, so the, the question was, how does someone 
honoring one's desires is about self-worth. How does someone build the self-worth and, and take the steps to be able to then receive what they want? I think the first step is looking at the judgments that they place around the desires and then being able to sit in them. And so I mentioned with me, it was that like time period after doing San Pedro, which you that ceremony, the, the plant medicine that's all about the grandfather and the non-proving energy. And I just saw all the pressure I put on myself in that ceremony. And then a couple of weeks after, I was mega in short-term gratification, just incessantly like eating sugar, processed foods, and just wanting to do like watch TV and not t- just do all the things I would usually judge myself for. And it, it was it was just so it was so all consuming that I was forced to accept myself in that because I was judging myself so hard for all the different things. And it was when I was able to accept myself and love myself and honor myself in those desires that were present that, that gave me permit. It was almost like my self-worth grew because I was like, it doesn't matter what I do. I've got my own back. It was, yeah, how I do it from the standpoint of non-judgmentally. So this leads me to a really good point. People, so many people are fascinated with freedom, the idea of freedom. And because so many people are in like a job that they don't enjoy, they associate freedom as like, when I've got enough money, that's what's going to give me permission to do what I love. And that's a factor. It's definitely a factor. But so many people don't really have much control over what they do and don't do because there's so much self-judgment. There's like they they've got their own like rule book full of beliefs of what is and isn't acceptable. Yeah. And a lot of it stems from like what made a good girl or a bad girl growing up. Oh, you're a good boy. I mean, yeah, good boy, good girl, bad boy, bad girl, whatever. Growing up. And so people just they don't, they don't really have the choice. They're like, I have to get this work done and work overtime because the boss said I had to. Or maybe you're being taken advantage of and you need to just say, no, I'm doing a fucking good job at work. I'm working hard in my hours. I'm not going to work outside hours. I know I'm worth more. And like someone that I knew recently had a was working full-time getting paid a certain amount and was getting their job done really quick and then spent a month negotiating to get paid the same amount to work three and a half days a week instead of five. That's fucking amazing. Like that's self-worth. That's honoring one's desires. But I feel like so much of the world that wants freedom, the freedom is an internal game. It's a capacity to say, I want this. I'm going to go after it. I want this dream. So I'm going to go after it. I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to fucking do it. I'm going to find another way. And, and most people don't realize how owned they are by the outside world, especially entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs. Like I have to get to 500 K. It's like, why do you have to get to 500 K? You know? Yeah, sure. I know you want to, but the need parts, what I'm interested in, what happens if you don't, how do you feel about yourself then? What will you give yourself permission to do if you hit the 500 K? Why are you delaying that up until that point? from here till now, from here till the 500K point. 
So many entrepreneurs don't realize that they are fucking owned by what other people think of them. Yeah, 100%. Bo said, would it be fair to say that most entrepreneurs have less freedom than the average person? Yeah, absolutely. Because they're usually more, they, they, they put more pressure on themselves. And so they're constantly putting themselves through the ringer, constantly feeling inadequate and like they should be doing better. And that's just kind of like having someone walk around and just like constantly judge everything that they do. It's like they'd feel debilitating. And that is what's happening, but it's just an inside game. It's an inside job where their own mind is telling them that they always need to do more and be more and I should do this. I see it all the time. And again, personal development is a tool that is used by the mind of the average entrepreneur and PD person because people that get into personal development are usually more achievement-based people. That's why like everyone, that's why the sort of people that go to Tony Robbins are pumped to do the firework walk why they're pumped to hit goals and most of them are also in business and entrepreneurs or sales or multi-level marketing because they're all driven. They all want to achieve and then they'll take personal development and they'll be like, okay, Tony says I should state manage. And then if they're not managing their state well, that's just another thing that they put pressure on, on themselves around. And that's not really free. And so they, they go to Tony Robbins, they leave with Tony Robbins with, with their insecurities, having more ammunition to judge themselves. Uh, it's what you focus on is what you feel. Oh, I'm not focusing on the right stuff. You should manage your state. Oh, shit. You, now, you shouldn't eat meat. Fuck, I'm craving meat. Oh, I want meat. I eat meat. I'm not even doing that. I'm not doing this. And I was so pumped up there and I made all these goals and they're massive. And then now I'm not even achieving them. And it's just like extra ammunition to judge themselves. And so the average entrepreneur is not free at all. And I'm going to give you a story of someone. I've mentioned, I mentioned this a bit, but I was in an organization that was full of like really successful entrepreneurs. And I caught up with these seven other dudes that did between eight and $150 million a year. And we're at like a, a spa center. And this guy that just is such a beautiful man, by the way, super successful super caring and loving just i love this guy so much i really genuinely do and he's super loaded like ridiculous like well beyond what most people watching this could conceive like multi multi multi-millionaire and like way more successful and rich than i am and he's we're at a spa and he just mentions to myself and the crew he's never had a massage before i'm like what do you mean you've never had a ma- never you've never had you've never paid for a massage Nah, just haven't. I haven't wanted to pay for it. He's like, I think I'm going to do it. And he goes from the spa center. We're in like hot spring pool things. Goes to the thing. And we're like, fuck, he's doing it. He's going to, this is a big breakthrough for this guy who's like wildly successful. And like, like a, a dude in his, in his thirties, never had a massage. <laughs> and then he comes back and like, why don't you get a massage? And he's like, oh, you have to pay. Like, what do you mean you have to pay? He's like, like, of course you have to pay. It's a massage. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get it. And it's like, mate, <laughs> that is not freedom. <laughs> that is not freedom. Not that people have to want to get massages. It's a specific thing, but I felt like it was a metaphor. And um, there was a big theme in this group of guys that we'd come back to a lot uh, that just threw every single guy in that group, every single man in that group, the book that I recommended that they read 
the five regrets of the dying. And the top regret of the dying, Bronnie Ware is the author. She was a palliative care nurse that was with people at the end of their lives on their deathbed and supported them at the point until they died. And then so she saw what people regretted at the end of their lives and heard their stories and knew what they were really thinking when push comes to shove and they're actually going to leave the planet. What are they thinking what they look, when they look back at their lives? And she came up with these five main things. And the average entrepreneur just mangles all five of these things. And so the first one is I regret not having the courage to live a life true to myself, but instead living a life that others expect of me. And entrepreneurs do this because they're trying to prove themselves to the world and prove that they're worthy. If they really connect to what they want to do, like get a massage, they can't do it. Or like one, there was another person in that group who really loved the product side of his business. And again, another multi, multi, multi-million dollar entrepreneur like again, well, way more successful than I've ever been. Doesn't like doing sales, but then, and loves doing client work, but doesn't give himself permission to do it. He's been in business for like 20, 20 plus years. He's, and he's got enough money to live. He could retire. He could have retired years ago. That's not freedom. It's just not giving permission. Freedom is permission to say, I fucking deserve to do what I desire. It's as simple as that. And that's such an inside game. And that takes self-love and self-worth. To rem- it takes courage to remove that judgment. And so like my purpose of this episode and why we came up with this topic is because you listening, I want to say, you fucking deserve to honor your desires. It doesn't matter what they are. You can at least ask. There's this concept, like you can at least ask for what they are. Like you can go anywhere. You can go into a hotel and say, can I get an upgrade to another room? You could say to your partner, hey, can we do this funky thing in the bedroom? You can say, hey, can I have a massage? You could say, hey, can I take you on a date? You can say, hey, can you employ me? You could say, hey, I'd love to, to coach you. Would you, like, would you like to work together or have a chat about working together? And, and so many people don't give themselves permission to honor these desires and sit in them and go, you know what? I'm fucking worth this. And so they're living a life. And of, of just self-punishment without realizing it, scrutiny, constant scrutiny and self-judgment. And it's just life's too short. Life's too short for that. You deserve your desires. Freedom, what does freedom mean to me? It means feels corny saying it, probably because my relationship with this word, but it means self-love because I am answering the question by asking what the opposite of it is and like the opposite of freedom being like trapped or in jail is like self-judgment, shame. Shame is the opposite of freedom for me because it's like, feels like a heavy sense of, feels like the biggest weight you know about this feeling. I know about this feeling of just feeling stuck. Yeah, constrictive versus expansive, exactly. And what causes that is judgment, judgment of oneself. And so there's a very interesting topic because when I say don't judge yourself, 
it leads to the point of, well, can I just do anything I want then? What about actually having discipline or courage or going after my dreams and stuff? And this is why, like, it's such a, there's so much need for discernment in life, but a magical combination that feels that that's worked so well for me and my clients is, and just saying this doesn't mean it's easy to embody, but having the right balance between radical self-honesty with radical self-kindness. And so I've been talking a lot about non-judgment. So what does freedom mean to me? Self-love, being kind to myself. And then at the same time, also being honest with what I want. Because like, I can, like, let's say, for example, at the moment, I've got a goal of hitting a million dollars in the next 12 months in business. And I want that. Like, I really want that. And so being honest with myself and just going, am I doing enough? And at the moment, there's like a few tasks that I've known I've need to do. I'm just kind of like getting done. I'm moving on. I'm getting things moving. Um, but not necessarily at the speed that like I could have done. And I'll probably hit the million dollars with these specific specific tasks. Like I know I spoke about this in the business episode. If I spend a mil- if I spend hundred K, I'll probably make or 120K on ads, I'll probably hit the goal that I'm going after. But if I'm if I don't hire a marketer and I don't start putting the money down, I might not spend that amount. If I don't spend that amount, I might not hit the goal. Now if I hit 900 k instead of the mill, it's a, it's a lot of growth from the 300-ish K that I made over the last, that I've been making for the last few years. It's great. It's like triple that. It's an awesome year. So it's like, if I get in, if I'm a little bit slower, I'm not going to judge myself for that, but I'm also going to be honest about, okay, you chose this other stuff and then accept it. That's okay. I wanted to choose the other stuff. I didn't have what I exactly what I wanted, but is that the end of the world? Now, if I really want to hit a million dollars because the million dollars to me represents an initiation more into my warrior energy again more discipline etc if i really really want that and i'm just completely lazy and i'm going the opposite way and i know that i want to do things but i'm not doing them at all then my i need to have enough truth with myself to go yo my fulfillment's being seriously impacted here so i'm going to be really okay i'm not going to say you're a piece of shit but it's like like what's some tough love here like come on you gotta get moving here you're blocking your fulfillment you're blocking your joy because you're not giving and i'm talking to myself not giving yourself permission to be in your genius zone this is important let's go and so being able to discern there and have like that cool be honest with yourself if you keep this up you're not doing what you love let's go and on the same token being clear and honest and not just having like a real clear not being fucking ignorant or ignoring things. And on the same token, being it's all good. I don't have to have a million dollar business, but I want it. So I'm going to go after it. But if I don't hit it, that's okay. I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to figure it out and move forward and just honor the progress and feed and water the flowers instead of watering the weeds, focus on what's positive. And that's where this comes in. It's Because that's what's going to get me the best results anyway, long-term. And that's what's going to have me feeling the most fulfilled and and free on the journey because if it was like hit the mill at all costs and i'm like punishing myself and judging myself and focusing upon it i don't feel like that's very freeing unless i knew that like sacrificing everything and achieving that million dollars is the most important thing because my life's on the line or there's a specific reason why or like my family needed it or something 
just kind of like riffing here. Yeah. So that's kind of what freedom. Oh, I like these personal questions, but <laughs> so if I was completely free and I had no personal judgments, what would I be doing differently to what I'm doing now? The way that I'm freeing myself at the moment is more in giving myself permission to do like this podcast episode, spend money on ads, actually have the abundance to hire like really solid people in marketing and then probably an executive assistant, which is a bit scary. It's like what I'm teetering on the edge of. And I said like, there's actions I know I could be doing, but I'm not fully taking action at the speed that I know I could, but also it's okay. It's pretty daunting, like reintegrating into something that business which has represented a lot of pain over the last five years of my life um but with the full freedom and non-self-judgment i think like it's actually for me more the nudge or the desires that i'm craving is more playing a slightly bigger game uh by slightly i mean like a much bigger game feels expansive for me because then I'm spending more time in my genius zone. Like you came to this, to my apartment right now that I'm living in and you saw my energy. You saw how I was feeling. We had like a sleep <laughs> before this. I was like, I can't be fucked. Can we just like meditate slash sleep? And I fell asleep and I was like, I'm feeling lazy as fuck. And then before we started recording this episode, what did I say? Let's do two episodes, even though and you're like, mate, you said you were feeling lazy five minutes ago. Now you want to do two episodes. And I was like, I want to do two episodes because I fucking love this shit and it gives me energy. So this for me is honoring my desires because I really enjoy this. Thank you for being a part of it as well and supporting me to do what I love in this moment. And so I think that's it without the self-judgment, um, it's, it's, it's giving myself permission to honor my desires of thriving in business again. And that's my other one. The other ones, I, the, the more juicy stuff, like this fun, juicy, short-term gratification, kind of like taboo kind of stuff recently has been sex, um, wine on the weekend, which was very disappointing because <laughs> I thought it tasted like piss. Um, chocolate which this stuff is kind of like wore off a little bit i feel like i got a lot out of my system in that two weeks after the experience but still like today i had a brownie it's damn good man it's fucking great <laughs> so just small things like that um and just going that's okay like yesterday I, i'm really tired at the moment partly because i'm having a lot of sex and staying up late and so i was so tired yesterday in the day and there was all this business stuff that I wanted to do. And I, I started to judge myself pretty fucking hard. I was on a coaching call with my current coach, Danny, 30 minutes into the call. And I was like, just feeling so fucking overwhelmed and so much self-judgment in that moment. And I was like, we're reflecting things that I, I should do next in business to hit my goals and whatnot. And I was like, I'm so fucking tired right now. She kept telling me to sit up and I kept lying back down. <laughs> I was like, I just need to fucking sleep. I was like, I'm going to end this 90 minute call early. And I just went to bed. It's like the middle of the day. It's like one o'clock. And I went to bed and I just laid bed for like two hours in the middle of the fucking day. Then got out of bed, went for a run, did two Facebook lives, two posts, and um, a couple of 
just contacted a couple of people, like a, a specific contact that could help me get a marketer, which is like actually such a simple thing. It took like, I don't know, a minute to do, but it moved me in a, a really solid di- direction, which once I make that higher, it'll make a big difference. But all the shit that I wanted to get done, I got done after just accepting and non-judging myself. That was a really good example for me. And just like, hey, can we just sleep? <laughs> it's like 15 minutes of just lazing around here. And then boom, now I want to do two podcast episodes. So I found as well, like in the in the permission to not judge myself and having that freedom, because it was very difficult to give myself permission to go to bed yesterday. But I just I just needed it personally. And then that was like caused the most forward momentum. If I tried to get shit done, I probably would have spiraled and just been in like a procrastination mode, self-judgment and not actually getting much done. But being like, no, you need to go to bed, go to bed and just fuck around for a little bit, just laying there and going on YouTube and stuff. And I came back firing hot off the back end of that. So yeah, it's like, I'm really wrestling with this relationship of like having goals, but then also little things that I would assume are imperfect in the pursuit of that goal. I would say like, if I want to crush it in business, spending two hours in bed in the day is kind of like imperfect way of approaching that. Cause is Gary V sleeping for two hours in the middle of the day? Probably not. Um, I want to like fitness is a really big goal. I want to shred. I want to get stronger. I want to be fitter. I want to have better posture. I'm really excited about my body. Is having a brownie today the perfect approach to it? No. But when I did and just pretty easily gave myself permission for that, I'm kind of full now. Like yesterday I ate a meal in the morning at like 7.30. I then had like a sandwich, a toasted sandwich at like 12 and then i had banana bread at one and i was like i want the banana bread i'm having the fucking banana bread instead judging myself on it but then i I, after that i didn't feel hungry and i didn't eat the whole rest of the day and until this morning when i went out for breakfast so it's kind of been like this balancing act of like giving myself permission to do things that feel that i desire that i would previously have judged myself for and i feel the temptation to judge myself now for how do I give myself permission for that and still move move forward? And that's blocking the all or nothing, big swings of like binge eating, saying, fuck it, I'm not going to launch the business anymore or now's not the right time. It's like, no, I can procrastinate for a little bit. I can rest for a bit. I can put off a task for a little bit, but I'm still going to do it and keep moving forward. I'm not going to crush it for a few hours and then decide I'm quitting, stopping the big swings. Yeah, that's a bit of a rant. Yeah, I, I put freedom and fulfillment almost as synonyms because I feel the way I define for, so the question was how does how do desires fit in with fulfillment? The way that I define fulfillment because it's kind of just it's kind of like love. The word love is just given. There's only one word to describe love in English. It's just love. Whereas in other languages, sometimes there's like thirty, fifty plus different types of love because it's so much to the word. Free uh, fulfillment, the same people just go fulfillment and they put peace in there. They put like the feeling of accomplishment and pride, the feeling of like legacy goes into fulfillment. There's so many different aspects to it. And so, the way I define fulfillment is the consistent quality of the experience of one's life. So, it's the consistent, consistent quality of experience. And so, sometimes people think fulfillment is joy. And pleasure. If I'm having pleasure, that's like changes my experience. 
But if you just had pleasure, then the consistent quality of the experience would be reduced. If you just worked hard, then the consistent quality of like even though hard work at the end of the day, it could feel quite fulfilled. You could feel quite full, quite accomplished, quite like uh, content. But if all you did was work, then it would start to diminish the consistent quality of your experience. So I feel like nailing the consistent quality of the experience doesn't come, can't come down to one ingredient. It, it, I see there as three factors. It's your ability to know when it's time to contribute or give. So, so three, I'm going to say the three. Execute, experience, or explore. These are the three things. And like experience is when you're receiving and you're doing things for like more pleasure. I see that as more of a feminine type of action to receiving, but it's like an action. So you might go to a bath or you might just lay in the sun or it might be just stopping and pausing and soaking in the present moment or it might be going for a walk in nature or catching up with friends. That's like the the, the experience. The execution is like the giving, like pursuing something meaningful. Could be having a difficult conversation could be uh, taking action in your business, could be going to the gym, uh, could be approaching a girl that you find attractive or a guy, uh, some kind of action. And then that's the execution to so execute and experience. And then another really important aspect of fulfillment is exploring. And exploring is the digging into what's blocking either one of those two from being done. So like, let's say for example, I'm just, in a real fucking mess, like really anxious or disempowered. I just cannot get myself to execute, cannot get, give myself permission to experience. That's when I'll explore and use some kind of personal development tool to support myself. That might be meditation. That might be breath work. That might be inner child work and support and kind of ask my inner child how he's feeling and what he needs. It might be doing an emotional release or a somatic release. You know, know what I mean? So like those three things, I feel are like the ticket on to return back to uh, the present moment. So it's, so it's discernible. So uh, how does desire fit in? I feel like if we use, because it's defining all these words, I'm just kind of being riffing on random different tangents in this thing. And I, I hope you guys listening have just found valuable value from the different pieces because it hasn't been quite, quite consolidated. But um, a desire could be put in the category of like, something that someone wants to experience and so like how does desire fit into fulfillment if experiencing life sometimes is is a really important factor to fulfillment then it fits in because it's something that some people aren't very good at some people aren't good at experiencing life some people are really good at executing life but they're not good at experiencing so i feel like the desire execution and experience both can come from love or lack. And so it's not necessarily which one's better. It's more about which one's more needed and relevant. Because if you look at someone that's like worn out, gray hair, overweight, in their job, working super fucking hard, single, and just like bitter, it's like they, they probably need more experience. If someone's like a free-loving hippie that is a kind of like nomadic traveling around and they're, they're constantly finding themselves getting stressed and overwhelmed, they're going between like this blissed out utopian kind of reality in their mind of how amazing their life is, but then they're stressed because they're getting kicked out of their place or they need to ask someone to borrow money and that they need more execution because their stability is being rocked. Their consistent quality of their life is interrupted because they've got to go some work 
as like uh, delivering parcels or something. They could, that's such a weird thing to say, <laughs> delivering parcels. <laughs> but they could do something that they don't enjoy and, and a job. And I see that quite a lot. Like I'll talk to a, a hippie at a vegan cafe that I go to and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, the management's kind of treating me a bit. Blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of sick of this. I'm not really being treated. Blah, blah, blah. They don't want to be there. They want to be doing their healing modalities in the world. They're like great at sound healing or they love um, playing music, but they don't execute to be able to then receive uh, to, to they're not giving enough. Therefore they're not reciprocating that their stability is being compromised. So the consistent quality of experience is being diminished consistent quality of the experience of their life being what fulfillment is. So I feel like desire could be used or defined as like following the, the impulse or the, what feels exciting to experience, but it could also be the big picture dreams that someone has to execute towards. So, yeah. And they're both really relevant for fulfillment in my perspective. It'd be Jack off while eating, <laughs> eating cake. <laughs> no, <Nah>, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, just, it's still like all the short-term gratification things at once. So the question is, um, what would be one step that, that you guys could do to move towards that? I would say like, what's something that you really wanted? It's funny because I prescribe action steps to my clients and I prescribed an action step to a client recently. Did I say this in one of the other ones? Cake. The cake thing. Yeah, 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 that. And it was hard. And then to another client, it was like, go do some fun um, like sexuality dance class like do a pole pole dancing class and there's three or f three or four times where the person's rocked up at the next coaching session and hasn't done it that's fun it would be fun like it could be fun but it's like all the other action tasks are done around business so i would say like what's the one thing that excites you that feels like really expansive that you want it could be like i just want to have more fucking sex in life it's like well your action step is to ask for it like ask for it, go on some dates and, and like find girls that you really connect with or whatever. Like it's your desire. You, I'm just kind of projecting there. Ask for what you want and, and ask without attachment either. Um, and you'll be surprised at how much the universe is willing to give when you're ready to receive. And so ask for what you want, ask for what you want and just find that thing that's been on your heart that you've desired for a while and just haven't given yourself permission to do. Maybe like all you want to do is travel. Like travel is just your thing. And it's been COVID for ages and you just haven't gone away. You like told yourself the story. It's COVID. I can't travel. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, if you want to travel, you can travel. You could travel locally. You're like, oh, but I don't have the vax. You could find a way to make it happen. What's happening is your insecurities and your like uh, lack of self-love is using COVID as an excuse to not deliver what you want. And if COVID wasn't there, I'd find something else. Go take yourself on a holiday. Just say, fuck it and go. Whatever that thing is that you desire most that you haven't given yourself permission to, to do from more of an experience standpoint is the action step on this one. Like the last episode is all about business and stuff. So I want to focus more on the experience and just do it and just feel with the, because that's the cool thing about these two there's like experience or execute, experience or execute, and then explore if you're blocked for either one of the two. If you're experiencing an execution for me, one's giving and one's receiving. The experience is receiving and the execution's giving. Like in this moment, I'm giving. Yeah, I'm executing. 
And so, or maybe the execution for me was preparing for this and getting the laptop set up because I hate doing boring shit like that. And then the receiving for me is being on and doing this right now. But you'll find that as, as you give yourself permission to experience more and receive more, you naturally want to give more in the world. You naturally be more energized and full. And I've very much found relationships being a metaphor for this. Um, as I, I was like, felt like I was overgiving in my real long term couple of relationships ago and because i felt like i was giving so much and i was being asked for so much that i didn't want to ask for anything myself because i thought if i ask for more i'm actually going to have to give even more and i can't give more but i just said fuck it i'm just going to start asking for things and it, it had a counterintuitive effect because i started asking for what i want and then i actually didn't feel like i was having to give too much because i was asking for what i want i was more full and then instead of feeling like a chore to give these things, it actually felt quite natural. And so if, as you start to give yourself permission to receive your desires more, you naturally want to execute more anyway. So play with that. What's the thing that you want most? Go after that. And that's it. So let's wrap up here. If you guys, uh, again, I'm taking on coaching clients. If you want to grow your business, hit me up in the DMs on Instagram. And if you don't want to, explore engaging with me as a coach shoot me a message anyway and just say hey so i can jump on the stalk get to know you see who you are and thanks for tuning in it's awesome means a lot to me and i'll see you guys in the next episode